Are you expecting me to start? I was. Were oh. you expecting me to start? I don't know. Uh, thinking? I, I guess we're supposed to say, welcome to Detours. I'm Ryan. And I'm Miracle. And this is Detours. I've run out of things to say. I think that I feel like you already you need some coffee right now. I do need some coffee. To get started, to get going. It's yeah, late, though. It is late. I don't have coffee in the evening anymore. You don't have coffee past 2 p.m. anymore. Yeah, it, it keeps me up at night because mm-hmm. I am a 73 year old man. I also have to pee in the middle of the night sometimes if I drink coffee. I mean, that happens to all of us sometimes. No, when I was a young man, I would go like some three, four days at a time without peeing. Yeah, and yeah. you can't do that now. No. It's definitely the coffee then. No, sometimes. You didn't drink coffee when you were a kiddo. Sometimes I just went to the bathroom. And I'd pee, and a little IOU for pee would come out. <laughs> a little IOU. <laughs> yeah, it would just shoot out. <laughs> Flutter into the toilet. This I, I episode was... is supposed to be about the finer things oh, in right. life, and it's already in the gutter. It's in the toilet. It's in the, <laughs> it's in the toilet with your little IOU note. Yeah, uh, yeah coffee. We, we, this is supposed to be about coffee. Not entirely. It's about finer things. Okay. Well, coffee... It started with coffee. ...is the finest thing in life. Coffee is one of the finest things in life. Yes. Um, the nectar of the gods. The brain juice. I I mean, it's... I A cannot function without it. Java. Some yeah. hot brown. Does anybody call it that? I think uh, it, hot brown is a southern dish with gravy. Are you sure? Yes. It's not like one the time I... steamer or something. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm really just saying, somebody Googles in all the this. Gutter. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I like to do high low. That, that is true. Yeah. I love high low. You're actually sitting here right now uh, drinking bubbly out of a coop. I am. I'm... And it's the evening. And we're talking about coffee. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I wouldn't be drinking bubbly out of a coop at 9 a.m. unless it had orange juice in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would drink it out of a flute because you're not a barbarian. That's right. I mean, that's correct. So yeah, I'm sitting here drinking a glass of bubbly uh, while we talk about the finer things. But the person who really did know about the finer things and schooled both of us was Carson. Carson. And uh, w- where was Carson, by the way, for the first year we were on the road? It would have been really helpful if he was one of our first interviews, and when we told him how we were trying to make coffee, the the myriad of ways that we try to make coffee in the bus, and had he just said, "Let me help you out," folks. Yeah, I mean, because we started we started originally by like just like smashing beans with a boot heel. That was the and then and then and like sucking we stuck on it them inside. Yeah, like uh, like chaw. That's right. Yeah. Now, in all seriousness, we started. The very first thing, we were going to use a French press. That is true. A glass French press. No glass in the bus, folks. That is a good rule. It is Just a good like rule. Just like the pool. So you had to boil the water on the stove and then make the press. And then cleaning the press was an absolute nightmare, actually, on the road. It was. As you might imagine. And so then we switched to a percolator. A stovetop percolator. Yes. And every morning, it would take 22 hours to heat up. Yeah, we would have coffee the next morning. Yeah, I would I would put it on the stove, and then we would drive to our next destination. And the following morning, I had coffee ready. Yeah, and we would sit there and just stare at it because 
like it took so long that I would suffer. Yes. Yeah. And um, instant coffee, never an option. Nope. Yeah. Nope, not good. Because that's disgusting. Not even at my most desperate. Yeah. So then I had the bright idea that we had to come home um, shortly for some reason or other. I think that I, we had been to Nellie's house. We'd been to Nellie's. That's right, yes. In Quebec, who is lovely. And she had this little espresso maker, and I got it in my head that we could travel with the espresso maker, and we would plug it in, in the bus, and we would be able to make espresso. And I convinced you to allow me to try it. Indeed. Even, uh, even it, though you said it wouldn't work. Yeah. It like immediately, uh, the, uh, there's not an inverter big enough to run an espresso machine inside of a Volkswagen bus off of like a 12 volt system. It's just the heating element in it and the amount of power that and, has to go into it. And you tried to tell me. I, I did, but I just let the the inverter scream and the coffee not be made in order to get my point And across. then I kept, I think I was staring at you and I was like, but make it do something different. <laughs> You're like, just try harder, Ryan. So that didn't work. So then I thought, who told it might have been Emma. Emma, uh from Happy Productions. Happy Productions Live. They yeah. proudly carry our uh podcast. They do. And if you're looking for some good coffee, uh you can order it from them. Go to their website, look it up. That's right. They've got a coffee club and it is primo stuff. Yeah, Emma is like roasting it herself, like one bean at a time. It is uh done with love. Yes, yes, but it's still fast. It is fast. Yeah. It's it's faster than uh percolator. <laughs> yeah. So she tells us about the AeroPress. And uh, if anybody has not used an AeroPress, I'm going to say go get an AeroPress, give it a try. It's $30, something like that, $20 or $30, and we'll make one of the best cups of coffee you've ever had in your life. It's easy. The cleanup is a breeze. This podcast is brought to you by AeroPress. Yeah, I mean, if AeroPress is listening, I hope they'll send us like 10 free more, 10 more free. It doesn't matter. Ten arrow presses. I think it's arrows press. Arrows press. I hope they will send those like to attorneys us. Attorneys general. Yeah, we'll give them out for Christmas. Yeah, everybody gets an arrow press for Christmas. <laughs> and you get one, and you get one, and you get one. Everybody gets one. <laughs> Be like, what's that on top of your Christmas tree? It's the arrow press. <laughs> Just do that instead of an angel or a star, whatever nonsense people put on top of their trees. Yeah, you could stuff an arrow press with some mini twinkly lights. It'd look pretty. It would. I know. I know how to do Christmas right, folks. Yeah, so we make AeroPress coffee every morning, and it's it's perfectly suitable. It's good. It's actually, it's great. Um, it is great. But if you listen to Carson... There's a methodology there's that a methodology I had no idea. For an incredible cup of coffee using your AeroPress. And so before we actually got to interview Carson about the bus, he sat down and we just flipped on the microphone and as i'm trying to get the sound levels right he's talking about coffee and it's just too good not to share that's true it is too good not to share he, like a good cup of coffee he's a smart smart guy and he does also like the finer things he wants to do things well and enjoy them and have something good so please enjoy uh this freshly brewed detour
podcast. It's nice to have at-home coffee service. That's that's a good thing. It is. Well, that's why I fell in love with him because he brought me coffee in bed. And so that was like I was like, oh, this is how life will always be. Then. No, <laughs> uh-huh. that, that, this is this is good. I just went ahead and hit record because I figured uh, you know if we got good coffee recommendations on on record, like yeah, I mean, we would that's something that we coffee. would actually use. So you actually yeah. are like you pay attention to the water you're using. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not as crazy as some people. Like, some people will get a gallon jug and pH balance it. So they put in, like, a set of crystals based on the pH in their hard water at home or their soft water at home and make it so that it's a neutral tasting because not all water tastes the same. I just do a Brita pitcher, which seems to get me, like, 90% of the way. And then if I'm going really fancy, like, if I've got, you know, like a really nice geisha or natural processed coffee that I've ordered from somewhere that's like $40 a bag or something ridiculous, then I'll like go through the full thing because I really want to savor it and enjoy it. But what is your favorite coffee that you look through pretty much all the time and you're like, it's good always and that it's like high quality but maybe not $40 a bag? I mean, it's hard to say and I'm always an advocate of buying a local. So wherever you are locally, like buy the coffee shop and support the independent coffee shop. And in the Twin Cities, like I lived... I grew up in Minnesota and then lived in New York and Chicago and then moved back here to start the career. And so like all of those are awesome coffee towns and Minneapolis, St. Paul is great. And so the ones that I like are Spy House, Dogwood, Wesley Andrews is a really, really great one. And there's a few that are kind of escaping me at the moment, but I feel like I've never seen the Spy House. Like I saw it on the map as we were coming through St. Paul. I feel like. Yeah. They have a bunch of locations. So they're all through the twin cities. Um, the, the thing about, like, what's your go-to coffee, I don't like buying from coffee shops that they're like, this is the only thing that we have. Because that, to me, shows me that they're not being sustainable. Because not all coffees are in season at the same time. And so if they have the same coffee all the time, it probably means they're getting it through not super kosher ways or that it's, like, sitting and being dry. So you want to find a coffee shop. And, like, there's a couple of these coffee shops that do the same blend all year, which can have different, you know, components in it that are fresh and stuff and so that's cool and i do that all the time but like if you find a coffee shop where it's like hey for three or four months we have this and then we change like that's a coffee shop that knows what they're doing because they know what's in season and what to buy you always learn something yeah i I learned something Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh it's it's a it's like like all things that i do it's a complete rabbit hole but coffee like it's not the most expensive thing until you get into like the super high end. And then it's like four and five figures, which is dumb. But like an AeroPress is like an amazing way that you can brew coffee and you can never find its limit, which is why they have like the world AeroPress championships every year where people like invent their new recipes and like, yeah. And that's, that's what I travel with. I travel with a kettle when I drive by car, otherwise I just heat it up in the hotel or in the Airbnb and then hand grinder, AeroPress scale done. Scale. Yeah, you got to measure, and you got to have a scale with a timer so that you can pour water to the weight in the specified time. That's for a pour over, or yes, any- for anything. Because we like our measuring. Brian, I just dumped it. I'm like, he's like, that's too much. And I'm like, no, you got to do the scale because then you got to be. It's got to be repeatable. Okay, see that we don't. We're we're not. We. This is this is so fascinating. We no, because it's do... an art form. I, I think that I mean, I agree. like I think that if you have the time and like, inclination to do something mm-hmm. like this, like you want to do it really, but really well. But I know that in the morning, 
Now, see, I think you should do this. I think you should learn this, and then I if I, you, I can shoot you a recipe with a bunch of, or an email with a bunch of recipes that are like not super tricky as long as you've got hot water, a grinder where you can adjust the grind setting, an AeroPress, and a scale with a timer. And you can use the timer on your phone. Like a recipe like for making a certain kind of coffee drink or just different types just, of coffee? Just like different coffees in different brewing methods. Okay. So like the recipe, for an example, the most simple recipe I do is for the AeroPress. I grind 11 grams of beans at a medium fine, kind of more on the fine end. Put it in the AeroPress, not inverted right side up because it would make a giant mess. Then I pour 200 grams of water, start the timer, put the cap, the plunger on so that it vacuums and it stays there. After two minutes, give it a little swirl. After 30 seconds, plunge it, boom, you get a delicious cup of coffee. So, like, it, it just takes that extra 10% of, like, anal retentiveness in order to get a really great cup of coffee. And then you can go, like... Full on, but and really good coffee. See, we don't, we're not grinding our own, and then we're also often like, I'm like, well, here's because we're trapped, like we we move every single day. Yeah. So we go to like sometimes we'll buy coffee at a coffee house, and it's good, but a lot of times it's like this is the six dollar organic right. whatever I'm getting at, which is not good. I mean, if they like, there's a, all these video guides on on YouTube and stuff where it's like, here's how you can decode what they're saying and what they actually mean. Mm-hmm. If it tells you like a country. That's usually a good sign because then it's like, okay, well, I can trace where these come from to here. That is usually how I try to pick, like, oh, it's like Guatemala or it's yeah. so whatever. I'll try to get that. But. Yeah, and that's that's usually a good thing. And the more information they give you, so like these coffee shops that I mentioned earlier in the Twin Cities, they will tell you like when it was picked, when's the growing se- season, who is the people who did it, at what altitude they did it, and how long they roasted it. It's a little bit like Boston Stoker at home. They have their co- they they train their people really well to sort of do all of this like especially they used to I don't know now that they're kind of growing. This reminds me of like the the cheese in Switzerland, uh, like mm-hmm. so I, I I was in Switzerland and you know I'm I'm the American right and there's another Swiss writer who's there mm-hmm. and every village has a fromagerie that is huge I mean it's right. like the city hall yeah and like it's it's a megaplex and it'll be in this tiny, like all the, all the buildings are these little tiny villas. And then all of a sudden there's this fromagerie. And so I go down there with Adrian, the Swiss guy. And he's like, Oh, well, you know, the, the, uh, cheese that is made from the milk of the cows that stay above 1500 meters. I look at the price and it's like triple. Right. And I I was like, there's no way that you can taste. He's like, Oh no. And so like he, you know, tells the woman like you should get the American a piece of that cheese. And it was the best cheese I've ever had it's in my life. It's life-changing, yeah. Yeah. And no, I, was I, like, did the, I did the same thing when I played an audition in, in Zurich when we went out and got fondue, and but they did the whole spiel, and it was just, like, absolutely mind-blowing. It's crazy. And their yogurt. I mean, I've never oh, had yeah. yogurt like that since. Like, I mean... Well, and chocolate. Yeah. And watches, which is another dumb hobby of mine. But, like, <laughs> with, with, so with coffee, like, if you start to, like, say, okay, well, this is the country or this is the region, then you start to figure out what you like. So, like, I really like kind of citrusy East African coffees. That's, like, my favorite. So if I see, like, an Ethiopia or a Kenya or a Rwanda, like, that's what I'm going to go to. So, you have, like, we have to start this other interview, but you have a watch hobby. Yes. Do you own a vintage Rolex? Would you? Do you want one? I do want one. And I, I, and it's not because I have a watch hobby. Yeah, no, I, I actually 
do, and I'm, I'm like ashamed to admit it because like Rolex is, you know, really, really nuts and really crazy expensive right now. The secondary watch market, just like the classic car market has gone absolutely stupid. But yes, I do have one. They're higher now than they were. Oh yeah. Yeah, I haven't thought because I was at, like at some point, like Oh yeah, I mean, and they go down in price. Like you can get a really awesome, like traditional mechanical watch for two hundred bucks that's going to last you for the rest of your life, or you can spend ten times that and get a Rolex, a very cheap Rolex used. And so the one that I had used to belong to my dad, which kind of ties into all of the stuff with the Volkswagen and stuff, because that was his kind of car, and, and our relationship has has been interesting over the last like five or six years but yeah I, I ended up it ended up falling into my lap and so yes I do have a Rolex and I kind of hate like as in the watch community it's like Rolex is the evil empire and they're hard to buy and the dealers don't like people buying them right now because they have very low inventory and but so people want them, right? and people really want them people are like oh you shouldn't want a Rolex no. it's just but like the the enthusiasts are like, well, if you're going to spend that on a Rolex, you could get any of these ten things that are in specifications and design like far superior. But there's just something about Rolex where everything's just kind of perfect. Mm-hmm. I've seen some beautiful vintage Rolex watches, but I wanted that really, you know, $1,500. Yeah, they do that. Okay, awesome. <laughs> No, no, this is I, I, this entire interview is like a detour episode. So. <laughs> Those are very enjoyable, by the way. I, d- I dug those. And like oh, well, like I you. said, because I drive so much, and I'm usually driving the reliable car with like CarPlay and stuff like that. Like I did the entire podcast in under a week just oh. because you guys do short episodes, which is nice and delightful. And, and you know, I would just go, okay, we're going to drive to this town to play a gig. Start. <laughs> and so I'd be like, all right, great, season one. Let's play. And then coming back home. So I got to hear everything. And actually, I forget. I think Kevin, the guy who runs Blue Bus Coffee, mm-hmm. I bought some coffee from him and was talking to him a little bit over email because I, I like bought coffee cold listening to your podcast because every time I would listen to the podcast, I'd go, all right, I'm going to look up these people. Same with Dune Buggy Supply, which I was supposed to go there today to pick up a spare double relay. And so I have to call the guy and say, sorry, I can't make it today because it's just not going not gonna to work out. Um, and so I, I bought the coffee and he included a handwritten note. It's just like, hey, thanks. How did you hear about us? Because like this random dude from St. Paul is going to buy his coffee. And then I wrote him an email just on his website. I'm like, hey, I heard about you on this thing. And so we got talking and he knows his stuff about coffee. So if you're lo- looking for a good coffee, like he, it's not the most expensive. And like he, but he really knows his stuff. I, I got that from him and he gave us two bags like free at the time and I remember that it was really good coffee it was really good and yeah. he made us coffee drinks when we were there and he was like well I'm gonna make yours a little bit strong because I was saying that I was tired right and I didn't sleep for a week uh-huh. <laughs> it was like and he's but a really nice person too so his like his operation yeah. is like if you put a wall like right here it's like the three of us could barely but stand but he's very meticulous about it oh yeah everything like you're saying everything's like on the scale or yep. he has a reason he wants to find out what you like like it's it's because it's chemistry like it's all just chemistry and and weights and measures and extraction times and chemical reactions like which is kind of cool but yeah no he knows his stuff and i wish that my bus was not in the shop today because i could have brought like half of my coffee stuff and like we could have done coffee in the bus because that's how I've done things when I've camped in it. It's just like, I'm going to bring the full kit and then just like in the, you know, whatever campground, just fill up the, the Brita pitcher at the faucet and then 
that's basically all you need if you can plug into power and have that let it in the bus do the things because then you can just make great coffee and people look at you like you're super weird at car shows. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of respect for this. I, yeah. I like the finer things. It's really interesting. Yeah. So that's what I need to do. Okay. The finer things in life. This has been a detour. <laughs> I dig it.